It's time for Did You Watch It? How does this show work? We watch what we like, we talk about what we watch, and maybe you'll like what you hear. I'm Liz. And I'm Neil. Last night, we watched episode 9 of The Amazing Race, season 24. The show aired on Sunday, April 27th, 2014. Here's what we thought about it. Now, this was a very busy, busy, busy week. Yeah, this was crazy. It was very crazy. But before we get into the activities of the week, okay, I want to issue my personal apology to the people of Italy. Really? Yes, for my irresponsible mangling of their beautiful language. <laughs> really? What happened? Yes, okay. Four or five times last week, I referred to the location of the detour as the sativa. Okay. What I should have said was Chivita. Chivita. Yes, Chivita. I had a little dyslexia moment there when I was typing, and it said sativa in my notes, but it was actually Chitiva. Well... Excuse me, Chivita. Chivita. I'm just messing it up again. Oh, I... to say is I will repeat what I've said before. Your fake Italian is pretty good. Well, thank you. And it's going to get even better because I did a little research. The closest similar sounding Italian word I could find is cattiva. Cattiva? Which means bad. As in una cattiva ragazza. Okay. Which is a bad thing? It's a bad girl. It's a bad girl. Oh, wow. Ooh. Una cattiva ragazza. Ooh, now that's a phrase that will come in handy. So we start in Italy. Brendan and Rachel opened their clue and it told them that they had to travel to Altdorf, Switzerland to visit the William Tell statue. Yes. So what they had to do is they had to take a train to Chiasso, Switzerland and then drive to Altdorf. Yes. This week we're down to five teams. So it's very interesting to see the dynamics that are forming. Obviously Brendan and Rachel want to win at all costs, which at some level I really can't fault them. I can. <laughs> I know. It's a very small level. Yeah, I mean, I get that it's a race and all of that stuff, but I just, oh, they were just so... There's a difference between being competitive and being mean. And they were just arrogant this week. Oh, incredibly so. It's kind of disgusting. And the Cowboys are really, they're doing a very good job at staying on the perimeter of the drama. They're not allowing it to affect their progress. They're not allowing it to distract them as to what they need to do. They're not. But I gotta tell you, Leo and Jamal are milking that nice guy persona. They're doing a masterful job. Now, it's easy for them because I can tell that there is some nice guy to them, but they are actually leveraging that to their advantage, and they're doing everything they can to make sure that their job when it comes to the final three is as easy as possible. Yeah. Well, I think they are nice guys. Yeah, I don't question that for a second. Yeah, I don't think it's like super contrived or anything. No, it's not disingenuous. It's just they are associating themselves with the teams that they want to finish with, which is absolutely fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. There was just some major acknowledgement of the strategy this week. Yes. You know what I mean? People were talking about it. It was just Mm -hmm. really out there. And Oh, yeah. 
yeah, it just felt like everything was at a whole different level. Because now it, it is slowly but surely becoming an actual race. Yeah. Dave and Connor are really spending a lot of time taking the attacks from Brendan and Rachel personally. Yes. And I think in the long run that that's going to hurt them. Well, I think it's more Dave than it is Connor. The Connor is a loyal son, which I don't expect him to be anything else. Yeah, but Dave is just, I mean, he's taking bitter. He's really running with it. Yeah. And if that's what he needs to motivate himself, then okay. I'm just hoping that he can have a little bit of objectivity when we get down to the last couple of legs. I just want people to be gracious with each other and I just feel like all the nasty stuff is coming out. It's disappointing. You will probably be happy to know that this week I actually learned two new things from Caroline and Jennifer. <laughs> they were off the chain this week. It was all about the sharing. Yeah. I learned a new way to refer to people that I did not like. Okay. I just call them NLUs. NLUs. Not like us. <laughs> Did she say that? I totally missed she that. She said that. Look at you, picking up on stuff like that. I'm gonna have to use that though. They're NLU, not like us. The second thing I learned was that people with great hair should not be U-turned. I know! Can you believe that comment? I thought to myself, what are you talking about? How can you U-turn them because they have such great hair? And then they do the montage of Connor's hair. Of Connor's wavy locks. <laughs> they do have great hair though. I must say. <laughs> they were right. But I don't think that's a reason not to U-turn somebody. I would agree, but you know what? At this point, any port in a storm. Exactly. And the, the funniest moment, you know, when everybody finally is like making their way because they have to catch that train to Chiasso. Yeah. You see Brendan and Rachel are on the train and apparently there's eight minutes before it leaves. And then here comes what has now been branded the Accidental Alliance. <laughs> the Accidental Alliance. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. It's like the look on Rachel's face. It's the first sideways mouth sighting that I saw this series. And I know how much much you love a sideways mouth. You know how much I love the sideways mouth. Because <laughs> I introduced you to that. Yes, you did. I love it. I wasn't crazy about Rachel's comment about, you know, I mean, I understand that they're determined and I understand that she's trying to maintain a bit of emotional distance from the fact that they have formed this alliance. But, you know, I go back to the statements that I made last week. You have five teams left and three teams don't like you a lot. Yeah, it's bad. At this point in the race, this is kind of a crucial time. You kind of need whatever help you can get. And I really recommend that they take a look at Caroline and Jennifer on how to do that. Because they wouldn't be where they're at without some help. Oh, they are writing the book on everybody helping me. Drafting like NASCAR <laughs> professionals. I mean. Oh my gosh. And on a side note, yes. note to Brendan, as much as you love the tough talk about kicking butt and taking names and all that stuff, dog, I really cannot take you seriously when you wear that stupid hat. <laughs> he just was so full of himself and you know how much I hate that. Oh yeah. And then when Rachel was saying, you know, who needs friends? Yes, she do. Exactly. It was like she was saying it to convince herself. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a whole lot of self-selling going on between those two. So they arrive in Altdorf and the sign at the base of the statue said, at sunrise, wait for William Tell. 
Yes. So they basically got to spend the night in Altdorf, uh, which was good for the Cowboys because they missed that train that the other four teams had caught. So they got there pretty late, but they weren't hurt by it. Yeah. Because everybody started fresh. I noticed in this episode, there were so many times that everybody ended up, even though they arrived at different times, they ended up doing whatever it was or finishing whatever it was at the same time. Yes, which definitely does not put Brendan and Rachel at an advantage. No. Because they are adept at leading from the front. Yeah. Whereas the Cowboys can lead from anywhere. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so William Tell gave everybody their clues. What they had to do was they had to drive to Lucerne and travel to the oldest wooden bridge in Europe, which we find out is the Chapel Bridge. Yes. And the only way that we find this out so quickly is because Leo and Jamal got the clue, jumped in their cars, and took off. Yes, they did. I loved... The whole discourse about they're their own GPS. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's one thing to make a statement like that, but then to actually back it up. Yeah. Oh, my gracious. It was incredible. The four teams, except for Brendan Rachel, they all piled in their car. But Leo and Jamal led the Alliance and the Cowboys one way. Brendan and Rachel took some wrong turn, and they were sitting up there talking about, oh, they have no idea where they're going. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> They end up at Spruer Bridge, which is nowhere near where Where Chapel Bridge is. Yeah. Leo and Jamal went straight there, got the clues, and even the Cowboys had to say, hey, get going there, buddy. So uh, Brendan and Rachel got directions. They asked somebody which bridge they needed. They're looking at maps. They're all over. But meanwhile, uh, the other four teams are gone to the next task. And Brendan and Rachel are still like trying to figure out where this bridge is. They finally <laughs> figure out which bridge they have to go to. And they run to the bridge. Yes. I don't know how close it was. But dude, get in your car. But Rachel has a way of doing that. Remember, she's done that before. She just takes off running. But no, no, no. See, that's the thing. That was in the first half of the race. We are now in the second half of the race, and because they are a couple, they split things evenly. So now it's Brandon's turn to be a screaming ninny running in whatever direction he happens to go in, regardless of whether or not it's the right direction. Did you say a screaming ninny? A screaming ninny. Stop, stop, stop. Don't say that. Don't say that. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm in full denial. I can't hear you. Stop. Don't say that. We're going to be fine. We're going to rock. Yeah, we're going to win this. So the next task takes them to the Schweitzerhof Hotel for a task that was affectionately called Rockstar Rehab. Yes. This was pretty hilarious, by the way. It was funny. (laughs) This is a very good task. They had to pick a room in the hotel and they had to clean it after it was apparently trashed by some rock stars to the Swiss standards of cleanliness. Yes, and that was no joke. We have to remember that the Swiss make timepieces. I know. Talk about meticulous. Every little detail they had to get right. Props to Caroline and Jennifer. I was liking the maid uniforms. (laughs) Of course you were. I'm just saying, so thank you for the show. (laughs) Okay. Thankfully, they did provide an example room that served as a model. Yeah. And when I say a model, it's like you had to make your room look exactly like this room. Every little 
crystal detail. And to make sure that every detail was carried out to its completion, you had Helga. Oh, Helga was tough. She made sure that even the tensor wall lamps were pointing in the right in direction. In the right direction, right? That was crazy. And they were on the room, the like the sample room or whatever, was on another floor or something, and they just had to keep running back and forth. I felt bad for everybody. This was a tough task. Yeah. The cowboys finished first, which is no surprise. No. And I love the giant cowboy hug. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was kind of an awkward cowboy hug. Well, Helga was wasn't accustomed to it yet. By the time we get to Leo and Jamal, she kind of knows it's coming so she can prepare. And I think the hats threw her off too. So uh, Leo and Jamal finished second. Dave and Connor finished third. Leo and Jamal waited for Dave and Connor on their way out of the hotel. They wouldn't leave the hotel parking lot until Dave and Connor got in their car. Yes, which again, I thought was really cool. It's really cool. But it just shows how serious these people are yeah. about taking out Brendan and Rachel. Yep. And that is scary. And getting down to the accidental alliance and then just going for broke. Caroline and Jennifer finished fourth. Now, as they were leaving, Brendan made a comment to Rachel to not worry about the girls because they're going to struggle and Dave is just old and slow. Don't even get me started. Okay. I've been giving Dave a lot of heat about playing the age card at a number of points during this race. Yes. What Brendan said, Dave's now off the hook, as far as I'm concerned. Right. It was so mean-spirited. Absolutely. If you want to make a comment about the age difference, then you have to do it the way Leo did it on the train to Chiasso. Which was? Caroline had asked if the goal was to get Brendan and Rachel out. And so Leo said, well, hey, the U-turned our dad. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's a nice, fun unrespectful way of saying it. It's inclusive. Yeah. Our dad. And it's endearing. Yes, it was very cute. It is like, Connor got right in there with him. So (laughs) that's how you do it. Yeah. You don't be a punk. Take notes from the Afghanimals. If we could be a team, I would want us to be them. I would want us to be them too. But I know you wouldn't run the race because it involves running. What are you trying to say so overtly? What? I am only repeating what you have said in the past. I know. I just don't want to run in good shoes. That's all. Well, that's why you wear your tennis shoes. Oh, I'm sorry. You only own one pair. So, I know. It's all right. Baby, you're a fashion plate. I get it. Hey, I'm not a fashion plate. I just know my own sense of style. And I'm at peace with it. Yes, you're devilicious. So then the next task, they had to go to the Swiss Museum of Transport. Yes. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it in actual Swiss, German, whatever, French. Yeah, you're off the hook for that. The clue said that they had to find a large artifact near the museum, and they had to answer a question about it. Yes. So Jet and Cord arrived at the museum first, and they got asked the question, Jet answered it immediately without even giving the guy a chance to get the question all out. 
because he watched a TV show on it. And these guys are just so good. They're just so well-rounded. They have a, a little bit of knowledge in all of these different areas. By the way, it was a drill bit that was used to create the world's longest tunnel. Yes, and it was very cool. It's like, if you're looking at it, you don't know what, you know, unless you know, you don't know what it is. Unless you know, you don't know. Dave and Connor arrived second, and Dave's father just happens to be a mining engineer, so he knew what it was immediately as well. Yeah. Leo and Jamal arrived before Dave and Connor. So while Leo and Jamal were out looking to find somebody who knew the answer, Dave and Connor, on the way to the next task, passed Leo and Jamal, gave them the answer. Yeah. Still on their way to the task, Dave and Connor passed Caroline and Jennifer, who were coming in. Dave gave them the answer. <laughs> yes, he did. Because he cannot say enough good things about the girls. There's a love connection going on there. I don't know between whom. <laughs> I think just between all four of them. And that's a party. <laughs> yeah. All four of those teams went on to the next task. Brendan and Rachel arrived and they're just sitting up there goofy looking, dumbfounded, not knowing which end is up. Well, and I get that because it's a giant piece of machinery, but yes. some of her guesses, she actually said a train. So inside the museum, there were five Mustangs, five vintage Mustangs. Yeah, those were really awesome. If I were into cars, I would be impressed. Yeah, they were beautiful. I'm into cars and they were beautiful. There were clue envelopes on each windshield. And so the team had to pick a card, pick a, pick a clue. And then what they needed to do was they needed to use the road signs on the building that the cars were next to in order to solve the mathematical formula on the clue that would tell them the year that the Mustang was built. I want to know who comes up with these ideas to figure out this stuff. Oh my gosh. It's pretty straightforward all the way through. Jet and Court finished first. Dave and Connor finished second. Leo and Jamal finished third. But right after they had finished, Caroline and Jennifer were struggling with figuring out the clue. Yeah. Brendan and Rachel had arrived. Leo and Jamal decided that they were going to go back and help Caroline and Jennifer finish their clue so that they could keep the alliance strong. Exactly. They just didn't want Brendan and Rachel to get ahead. They really don't want them to have anything to do with the race any no, longer. they don't. So once they got done with the Swiss Museum of Transport, they had to drive to Oberrickenbach. <laughs> Bless you. But thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they had to go to the roadblock, and this was rough. This was beyond rough. They had to make a milk pickup using carts pulled by Bernese Mountain Dogs. These dogs were so cute. They had to choose a dog in a cart and then transport two empty milk containers to one of two dairy farms which could only be reached by one of two gondolas. Yes. Then when they delivered the empties, they would get two full containers that they needed to bring back to the cart, and then the dog would pull it back to the tanker to get their next clue. Yes. Now, one thing I didn't realize was that the dog and the cart would not be riding on the gondola with them. Yeah. Once they got off the gondola, they would have to carry the containers themselves. Yes. Up this mountain, and it's snowing, and it's a mountain. It was pretty brutal. Once I realized Caroline and Jennifer were going to be participating as a Oh, my gracious. I felt so bad for them. Seriously. Yeah, this was not good. But what a trooper. She finished it. She did it. Yes, she did. I give mass credit because, you know, the Alliance was driving her. And I give the dogs extra mad credit. Of course, because they were just so cute. And one thing I noticed is that 
that everybody's voice changed when they were talking to the dogs. Yes. And I just realized that I just did it myself. Yes. When you're talking about cute dogs, you change your voice. Exactly. It's like most babies. Yeah, I don't get that way with babies. The Cowboys finished first, David Conner finished second, Leon Jamal finished third. Caroline had a little problem with an ice patch. Oh my gosh. She had a little slip and fall. She biffed it big time. Yeah, a slip and fall on the empties. On the empties and on her back. As she's going up the gondola, she's saying her back is really hurting. So I can just imagine how bad it was for her trying to get those full milk containers to the gondola. Ugh. Props right? to Caroline. Massive props to Caroline. It was almost enough for me to say, okay, you know what? She didn't whine about it. There was no negativity. She just did what she had to do. All right. I don't mind that they draft because they're working too. I will say this about the country girls. They have pretty good attitudes through the whole thing. My only thing with them is that they're doing as little as they need to do. And I can't begrudge them taking it easy, pacing themselves. No, I can't either. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So there <laughs> yes, you go. Exactly. You know who did impress me during the whole milk delivery thing? Who? Young Connor. Connor's a baller. What a stud. Well, you know, it's the hair. <laughs> him all the way down you know and he just kept going i just yeah i couldn't believe it yeah i mean if nothing else brendan and rachel are motivating this young man to great heights once they dropped the milk off then they had to drive to engelberg and ride to the top of mount titlis yes to the pit stop yeah and this was high up there oh well yeah it was ten thousand feet and when they said minus five degrees Ugh. Yeah, there was like oxygen deprivation and uphill all the damn way Ugh. and two gondolas. Dave knew it's like he tried to take out his own Achilles trying to hop that rail. <laughs> Poor Dave. I was afraid for the boy. Oh my gosh, I felt so bad. I was seriously afraid for the boy. Yeah. So Dave and Connor beat the Cowboys to the first gondola that we find out, but we didn't realize once we got there that there was a second gondola that had to take him the rest of the way. Yeah, and this was a brutal foot race. And it was funny because, you know, while they were waiting for the gondola to leave, Leo and Jamal actually came up and was able to board that gondola that Dave and Connor and the Cowboys were on. Yeah. And now that face that Jamal had on, that was the game face. That was the game face. It's on like Donkey Kong! <laughs> so the gondola takes off, it arrives, mad dash off the gondola. I think Leo and Jamal were in front, Cowboys were very close behind, Dave and Connor were losing traction, but then they got to a point, they went down this hallway, Dave said, you know what, hell with it, we're just gonna go over here because we're going to be in third anyway. Yeah. They found an elevator that was actually going up to where they needed to be. Yeah. They ended up winning the leg while the other two teams literally took the long way around. Yeah, well, it was like a maze in there. I don't know how they figured it out, seriously. That was luck. Dave and Connor came in first and they got their own 2015 Mustangs. Oh my gosh, which was but nice. I felt so bad because when he started to say what they had won and he said, uh -huh. you know those Mustangs that you saw? Dave's face just was like, oh! 
and he literally gasped thinking that they were going to get one of those. It was like Christmas at the orphanage. I mean, not that a 2015 Mustang is a letdown. Oh, especially when you're getting it six months ahead of everybody else. Those vintage cars were beautiful, though. I will take your word for it. Yes. Believe me, it's not that I don't like cars. I like cars, but cars are tools to me. And I love cars because cars go fast and are fun. Gotta get the zip in. Uh, Jet and Cord finished second. Leo and Jamal finished third. Brendan and Rachel, of course, you know, obviously finished fourth. I wasn't crazy about the conversation at the pit stop with Brendan and Rachel. Yeah. Just like Dave in the age card, Brendan and Rachel can't play the unpopular card. They are not victims. They created that situation for themselves. So they're the ones that need to suck it up, buttercup. Caroline and Jennifer were last again, and they dodged the bullet again because this was a non-elimination leg. They did, and all I want to say is we need to take these girls to Vegas. Yeah, I'm telling you. Because they are that lucky. Who arrives last twice in a non-elimination scenario? I've seen it done. You have? I want to say it's either season 10, yeah, 10 or 11. I'll look that up for you. I must tell you, you have made a fan out of me. I love this show. I'm digging this show. Who knew? Who? I, I knew. I know, but you needed to convince me. <laughs> and you've done it, my friend. And you're welcome. So next week, I don't know where they're going to be. It looks like Spain. Okay. Based on the inflatable bulls. There's like a bull bubble battle going on. Oh my gosh. I just hope it's someplace warmer because this, I was freezing just watching this. <laughs> I was getting frostbite. It looked so cold. Yes. But the one thing that I am absolutely looking forward to is that one thing that we have yet to see on The Amazing Race. Leo and Jamal, in their Amazing Race history, have successfully survived three U-turns. Okay. I want to see Leo and Jamal walk up to an empty U-turn board. What team shall we U-turn now? <laughs> I can't wait for next week. I can't either. It, it's going to be a good one. And we're getting close because they'll be down to four, right? And I believe, yeah, I think it was May 18th, they said, was the final episode. So... We're very close. Coming up. Then who knows what we're going to do next. Well, no, we know what we're going to do next time. Yes, we do. For, for our next show. There's so much good stuff on right now, though. It's so hard. It's like the Cheesecake Factory menu. <laughs> I can't make up my mind. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> That's our time for today. You can follow us on Twitter at did the letter U watch it. You can also find us at iTunes. Let us know what you think. Thank you for listening.